Lecture topic. Nasiha to ourselves. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-lazina astafa. Amma abadu fa'audu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدينهم سبلنا وإن الله لمع المحسنين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المجاهد من جاهد نفسه في طاعة الله أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم In one hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addressed the sahaba and he said to them Ad-deenun nasiha Ad-deenun nasiha person familiar with the Arabic language would understand that there is a very specific meaning that comes out of this We have heard the words deen and nasiha we know what deen means we follow deen alhamdulillah Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with the deen of Islam alhamdulillah ala ni'matil iman alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islam so Allah Ta'ala has blessing and purely and only his blessing not anything that we can acquire through our understanding our efforts our expertise purely Allah Ta'ala's grace so we understand the word deen and we understand the word nasiha also, we use it sometimes, but in a different context, in a different meaning, or in a very limited meaning. Nasihat meaning advice. But here, Nabi Salaam says, Ad-Deenun Nasiha. And what this translates as, that deen in its entirety is only nasiha. Deen in its entirety is only nasiha. It's nothing but nasiha. And because this has been expressed in this manner, and what nasiha really means, some muhaddithin have declared this hadith sharif to be the essence of the entire deen. That everything in deen, it finally comes down and boils down to this one aspect, to nasiha. Now the vastness of the Arabic language and how rich it is and how much of meaning is filled in one word this is way beyond our comprehension and therefore many many things that are expressed in Arabic many of the words that are in the Quran Sharif in the Mubarak Hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam there is no one single word that can translate it there isn't any word in the English language that is an equivalent, one word which is an equivalent of an-nasiha. In order to understand what an-nasiha means, it requires a full explanation. There's no single word for it. So in any case, before getting into the discussion of an-nasiha, just to complete the Hadith Sharif, so the Sahaba Ikram, they understood this impact of this that ad-deenun nasiha ad-deen in its entirety is only nasiha 
So they inquired from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "Ya Rasulullah, for who is this Nasiha?" So Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam replied and said, "Lillah, for Allah Taala, wali Rasulihi, for Allah Taala, wali Kitabihi, for the Book of Allah Taala, wali Rasulihi, for the Messenger of Allah Tabaraka wa Taala, wali Aimmatil Mu'minin wa Ammatihim, for the leaders of the Mu'minin." and for the general mass of the believers nasiha is for every single one but now obviously we are talking about nasiha for allah taala nasiha for even an ordinary human being obviously worlds apart of what it really means so to understand what this nasiha means because this is a word in the arabic language so to understand it in the light of what is its origin what does it mean in its original usage so the arabs in its original usage there is to be two usages of this word one is when a person used to harvest the honey from the hive so now when harvesting the honey from the hive so now sometimes some because the hives are now sometimes in one under one tree or wherever it might be so sometimes some maybe some leaves have fallen into it as well while harvesting it sometimes something will fall into it sometimes some maybe parts of the tree some bark or some twigs might have fallen into it some dust might have fallen into it all these things happen so now the person has harvested that honey the first thing he would normally do is clean out all this whatever has fallen into it those twigs and those leaves or whatever dust clean it out and when he had cleaned it out he would normally say nasahtu al-asal i have purified the honey now i have cleaned it out nasahtu al-asal what this means is now cleaned it out it is now khalis it is pure what comes out of this is khulus sincerity so this is one usage of this word in its original usage among the arabs that when this something had been cleaned when it had been that honey that had been harvested was purified was cleaned now this is the way it's derived from that that nasiha will have this purity in it purity of what purity of intention purity of the heart in it there will be khulus there won't be any ulterior motive in it it will be sincere entirely now this is one usage of the word and the other usage of this word in the original usage arabs how they would use it have normally used it in that era was that if somebody's garment got torn and he sewed it So now he would take a needle and thread and he would sew that garment that now had torn that cloth that fabric that tore so after having sewn it he would say nasahtu sew nasahtu sew i have mended this cloth it was torn i fixed it up so now something that was now there was a problem in it there was a tear in it it had become disfigured in a way it had 
been harmed in some way now he rectified it he corrected it he sorted it out he brought it back close to its original situation so what is this all about he made islah of that torn garment it had been torn it had been shredded maybe now he made islah of it he mended it he brought it back now it's wearable again it's now again presentable now this is the second usage and both these aspects are contained in this word an-nasiha in its usage in terms of shariat now that was the linguistic usage in terms of the general usage in the language but now nasiha is not just a word from the language it has a deeny significance it is a word used by rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to explain something very very deep is not just something now on a linguistic level it now has a deeny understanding to it the deeny understanding now includes both these things that that nasiha will be nasiha when it has khulus in it sincerity in it and when there is islah as a result of it or that is the purpose of it the purpose is islah not ifsad purpose is to bring about some correction some rectification some betterment some upliftment but not in a very nice fancy way to try and drop somebody down so now with this two aspects in mind now to understand what this nasiha is all about generally translated which is obviously a very very deficient way of trying to explain it because there isn't any equivalent as mentioned there isn't any equivalent now all this detail is part of the explanation there is no one word to give all this detail but generally to just try and bring it close to some understanding the word an-nasiha in this context as used in this hadith sharif by rasulullah sallallahu alaihi is translated as well wishing deen is all about well wishing but this well wishing again is a very deficient word in conveying what this an-nasiha is all about it can't tell you that this well wishing the one word in itself will also include the khulus in it and its objective will be purely islah and then how it will be something done it just gives some understanding but nevertheless this understanding to is something we can take on from here so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi is saying that deen now to understand what what is being said that this is now again in the arabic language is called hasr where something is confined like in the hadith sharif ad-du'a huwa al-ibadah du'a this itself is ibadat meaning the very essence of ibadat is du'a so the very essence of deen is nasiha in other words if there's anything from which this well wishing is removed then you can't call that deen take the well wishing out of it then call it something else that well wishing is the essence of everything and again just to that this well wishing the word well wishing is very deficient in trying to convey what the reality is but for understanding this much too is good enough that if we take that well wishing out then it's a 
very deficient deen itself. Now just to understand this in one in the light of one ayat of the Quran Sharif, there are certain situations that a person is excused. A person is very sick now. So now if he's sick, so he's excused from coming to the masjid for salah with jama'ah. He's not well. He's excused. Person if jihad is compulsory, but he doesn't have any means at all, or he's very weak, he's ill, so he's excused. So now there are many other aspects sometimes where a person due to his personal circumstances is excused from that obligation. So now like Salah with Jama'ah, so the person is excused from Jama'ah, he can make it at home. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about these people who have been excused. Allah Ta'ala says, لَيْسَ عَلَى الضُعَفَاء وَلَا عَلَى الْمَرْضَى وَلَا عَلَى الَّذِينَ لَا يَدِدُونَ مَا يُنْفِقُونَ حَرَجْ that those who are weak, those who are ill, those who don't have the means, they are totally without the means. Then there is no rebuke upon them, there is nothing that they are going to be taken to task for, they are not going to be rebuked in any way, punished in any way, because they, they excuse, Allah has excused them. Because of the person being so ill that he is unable to go out, and serve the deen of Allah Ta'ala or his weakness or he just doesn't have the means Allah Ta'ala says there's no nothing that will be now they won't be taken to task but that is still qualified with something that they're excused they won't be taken to task they won't be rebuked but subject to one aspect لَيْسَ عَلَى الضُّعَفَاءِ وَلَا عَلَى الْمَرْضَىٰ وَلَا عَلَى الَّذِينَ لَا يَجِدُونَ مَا يُنْفِقُونَ حَرَجٌ إِذَا نَصَحُوا لِلَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ When they have exercised this nasiha for Allah and His Rasul provided that this nasiha is in place then they are excused. So they cannot physically go they cannot physically person cannot physically go to the masjid whatever other obligation, whatever other requirement, he's not able to do it, so he's excused, provided that that nasiha for Allah and his Rasul is in place. That is in his heart. And if that is not in him, then he is not safe. Then he hasn't been excused. Now, what is this all about? How do we understand this? Very, very simple example. We just spoke about the example of a person now who is excused from coming to the masjid because of his weakness, because of his illness, because of whatever the circumstances that make it impossible for him in his situation now to go to the masjid. So this nasiha has still to be there for Allah and his Rasul wasallam. What would this nasiha be? That he would be grieving in his heart that I couldn't make it. Not that he would be feeling very, very relieved now. That, well, I'm, now I got chutti now. I don't have to bother. My situation is such that I'm excused. So now he's feeling happy about being excused. No, no, he's not feeling happy. He's feeling sad within himself. He's feeling sad within himself that I did not manage to do what was the requirement. Though Allah has excused me in the circumstances, 
I, that grief is still in the heart. This is that nasiha, and this is what Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran Sharif on another, in another, another place regarding the Sahaba Ikram. When Rasulullah called for the Sahaba to get ready, and many came on one particular occasion to now ask for some help to join because it was a very lengthy journey, very difficult journey to undertake, and they would have needed the means. And they were totally, many perhaps were penniless. They were totally without any means. Many were starving. And they came to Rasulullah please help us with something so we too could join. But even Nabi had nothing to, be giving, to give them. So he had to present the same situation to them that I also don't have anything to help you out. So Allah Ta'ala describes this in the Quran Sharif. وَلَا عَلَى الَّذِينَ إِذَا مَا أَتَوْكَ لِتَحْمِلَهُمْ قُلْتَ لَا أَجِدُ مَا أَحْمِلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ That those who came and they asked for some help, you had to excuse yourself that I have nothing to now take you along with. So what happened? تَوَلَّوْا وَأَعْيُنُهُمْ تَفِيدُ مِنَ الدَّمْعِ حَزَنًا أَلَّا يَجِدُ مَا يُنْفِقُونَ They turned with eyes flowing with tears out of grief that they don't have the means to spend to go out in the path of Allah not that they were happy now that well we such a long journey so difficult don't know whether we'll come back alive or not don't know what will happen now there's a ready-made situation for us we don't even have to feel guilty about anything we are fine so others don't go there's a problem for them we are fine no no they didn't feel fine about it they felt very hurt and grieved within themselves about their situation very sad over their situation that how come we should have done something maybe we could have done something better now this was that nasiha this is that nasiha that has to be in the heart of a mu'min in that very hadith sharif that we discussed when Nabi Wasallam was asked for who is this nasiha lillah wali rasul wali kitabihi wali rasulihi this is part of that nasiha for Allah and his rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam now this this is this concept of nasiha not just confined to what we generally use the word that too is part of it sometimes we ask him for some advice we say give some nasiha yes it's a part of it very very one small part of it this nasiha is very wide and very great and the most essential thing in a life of a mu'min in terms of this hadith sharif that without this that iman is like very very hollow that iman is extremely weak because this is the, the very soul of that iman the spirit of that iman that there is well wishing in it otherwise as in this ayat Allah Ta'ala says that إِذَا نَصَحُوا لِلَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Provided that that nasiha is there, then this is excusable. Otherwise, big problem. So this nasiha, as mentioned, one it will have khulus in it, ikhlas. If there's no ikhlas, mashallah outwardly it's looking very well, everything is sounding very nice, everything is being done as if it is 200% well-wishing, but the intention inside, there's some ulterior motive in it. That intention is not genuine, it's not sincere. Then 
no matter what it might seem from outside, no matter what it might be called, somebody might describe it as nasiha as well, in the court of Allah Ta'ala it's not nasiha. In the court of Allah Ta'ala it's far away from this reality. That sincerity, if that is missing, now this is the very root of everything, that ikhlas. That even nasiha, which is the essence of deen, devoid of ikhlas, even this is gone. Even this too is nothing then. So this, this is where shaitan comes and waylays us, derails us, where so much could have been earned in simple things, but just being done with ikhlas, that smile at a fellow Muslim, but done with ikhlas, simply for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, that smile where Allah has made permissible obviously, simply for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, that could have earned so much of reward, provided it was done sincerely. Now, how often that smile takes place, but it takes place for what not? Everything apart from the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And it earns the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. But now that one act could have earned so much, had there been nasiha in it. This part of that nasiha, the khulus, the sincerity. How often something is said, it's said apparently as very good advice, but behind that, there's some other motivation. Behind that, there's some ulterior motive. Behind that, there's something else that's now making a person behave in a very nice way. Why? He is wanting to extract something out as well. So that is not nasiha. So one is this khulus, and the other is the aspect of Islam. So now, starting off, that this nasiha which is such an important requirement, where does it start off with? So all these aspects of an-nasihatu lillah, wa li kitabihi, wa li rasulihi, wa li ayyimmatil mu'mineen, wa ammatihim, in essence, all this is actually nasiha for himself. That this starts off with himself. Because if he is having, having nasiha for Allah Ta'ala, in the context that what is meant about it, which we will discuss, in reality it comes to him. He is the beneficiary of it. He is the one who is going to benefit out of it. So the nasiha starts off for himself. For himself, so again now there's two elements in nasiha. One is the element of ikhlas. How sincere is a person within himself? We all have to keep checking. Because this is part of nasiha for himself, to develop the ikhlas. And the other is the element of islah. How much am I even concerned about my Islam? And if that concern for the Islam is not there, the effort for the Islam is not there, already this Nasiha is gone. You all we, nobody's, normally the statement on our tongues would be, that I'm not perfect. So that too is a deception of Shaitan to make us say it like that. So because when a person says I'm not perfect, at the same time it is in his mind, who on earth is perfect? The perfect personalities have gone. The Anbiya Wasalam, they were masoom and sinless. And then the mahfuz and the protected personalities, the sahaba kiram they too have gone. And those few and far between very, very great personalities of the friends of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, the rest of us, the whole world is imperfect. So, if I am not perfect also, so what? So that shaitan's very big deception that he makes us say it like this, I'm not perfect. 
maybe a little bit better than that will be I'm far from perfect but even that too is far from being perfect in how to express it the reality is we are very 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 weak forget being close to perfect we are very far very very far from being perfect but now the question is that while this is a reality but when a person's business is not perfect and it is far from perfect and it is faltering so does he sit very relaxed very comfortable doesn't matter some pilferage and theft is taking place all of those things in life some staff are just wasting their time and they're just sitting and whiling the time away they're not doing any work doesn't matter they'll get the salary end of the month some goods are just expiring on the shelves nobody's bothered about it doesn't matter which person in his right mind doing business and he says doesn't matter about all this he says every mon- every minute counts time is money if the staff are doing nothing there's nothing to do then just make them reset set the shelves i feel nice seeing them doing something cuz i feel my money is working this is one person's take she says no, you got to see the staff doing something otherwise then you feel uncomfortable but you see them doing something even if it means you just upset the shelf and make reset it again that it means that my money is working for me whereas that is that is again another topic on its own sometimes these things that we think our fine doesn't all these things sometimes they cross a very fine line it sometimes can become zulm also so in any case that's a different topic altogether the point is that when a person sees something wrong in his business sees something in his income getting affected sees something in his home getting something is not going in order as it should be his car is now making some rattles and noises all these things immediately get a person concerned make him want to now sort it out make him want to check what's going on he can't seem to find the problem is going to somebody to check he's taking it to some mechanic if it is car he's calling in some consultant if it is business he's calling in some counselor if it is his house he's calling this person and that person and he's really trying to do something to make it put it right to make amends to make it to sort it out so everything else has to get sorted out everything else if there is something that is not going is as it should be going some rattle somewhere the car is moving fine but that rattle only that rattle can't be tolerated that little rattle also has to be sorted out so everything has to be sorted out but our deen our iman what about the big big rattles that are happening we're not even hearing it that nasiha is missing that well wishing is gone but we're not even sensing it and it's just like carrying on i'm performing my salah so fine i'm fine but there's so many other issues which are major things there's some losses big losses happening is now we content now we seeing the till ringing little bit so the till is ringing doesn't matter what getting stolen as long as the till is ringing so mashallah i'm performing my salah i'm making tilawat of the quran sharif as well i'm making some tasbihat i'm doing some work of deen so now the till is ringing so it doesn't matter what getting stolen what shaitan and nafs are stealing stealing through the eyes stealing through the tongue stealing through the ears stealing through the heart that what what is sitting in the heart all the opposite of an nasiha all the opposite of this 
instead of that well wishing, now there's ill wishing. Now there's jealousy, there's malice, there's hatred, there's anger, there's all kinds of dirt in the heart. So that an-nasiha that was there, which is the very essence of deen, minus this nasiha, Nabi Islam says, ad-deenun nasiha. Deen in its entirety is only nasiha. Take this out, this well-wishing out, there's nothing left. And all these big, big rattles and squeaks, and not just squeaks, it's really shrieking. But we just can't hear it. We just carry on. Everything's fine. What we are, the vulgarity sometimes spoken, the misuse of the eyes, the heart is filled with so many things. Life carries on. Now this is what is being referred to in this, that one of the basic elements of this nasiha is Islah. So it starts off with Islah of ourselves. And when this Islah of a person, when he starts focusing on his Islah, rectifying himself, Islah of what? So sometimes this too is a very misunderstood thing. Islah, there's the zahir of insan, and there's the batin of insan. We have a zahir, we have an external self, there are various ahkam and laws of Allah Ta'ala that pertain to our external selves. Part of this external ahkam, we'll have to come to the masjid to perform our salah, or we're performing our salah itself. And then we have to use his hand to discharge the zakat. This body has to go for hajj. Can't just say, no, my heart is gone. I'm sitting here, like sometimes some people, they deceive others, say, no, no, I've reached another level. I make my salah in Makkah Mukarramah. Physically I'm here, my heart is there. So somebody said, well then, you shouldn't lose the barakat of eating in Makkah Mukarramah also. While you're physically here, you should eat there as well. So in any case, the thing is, that physically there are certain ahkam, likewise the person's appearance, the bringing of the sunnah of Rasulullah in his life, all the various things relating to the external self, that's one part of deen. And then there's the internal self. There's the heart. That's where the iman is. That is where the yaqeen comes. That is where the taqwa resides. This is where the sincerity is. And this is where that nasiha is in reality. And likewise all the other attributes of the heart, the qualities of iman, the taqwa, the tawakkul, the inabat and rujoo ilallah, the khashiyat, the generosity, the humility, and all the many, many beautiful qualities of Iman primarily inside the heart. It manifests itself outside. Like there's requirement of Islah of the external self. Person's appearance was not right, he has to make his Islah of that. Person's Salah wasn't in order, he has to bring that in order. Likewise all the other Amal. Similarly, the Islah of the inner self. And when the Islah of the inner self will be made, Allah will rectify everything for him. Zunnun Misri Rahmatullah very very great pious personality there's a very there's a statement of his he says the pious people used to regularly write to one another or when they would write some other whatever they needed to write they would always add this nasiha as well this too was part of nasiha and as we're discussing that Islah is an essential element of nasiha so he says this was a standard advice people would write to one another the pious would write to one another 
three advices, three lines of advice. Number one, man aslaha sariratahu aslahallahu alaniyatahu. The one who will correct his inside, his heart, he'll make islah of his heart. Allah will make everything outside correct for him. Everything outside, referring to what? Everything. A person put his heart right, so now if his heart is in order, he's really made an effort on his heart, he's adorned his heart, Allah will adorn his life for him too. His heart is adorned, his life at home will be in order as well. That peace, that happiness that he's looking for, Allah will grant it to him there as well. Because the heart is in order. But now he's just making a pretense of everything. It's going to have an impact. How many a person has admitted, Allah going to save us all, and this is not the singular reason for something happening. Not the singular reason. There are many, many things. A person is just feeling very, very weak. It could be due to his sugar having gone very high. It could just be some other thing has gone low. It could be just some fatigue. It could be anything. One of many, many things. So it doesn't mean that if a person is now feeling weak, then it's only one single aspect. But nevertheless, it's something to take note of that what it could be. So how many times the person has now brought up some issues, domestic problems and issues between spouses and in the course of the discussion the person admits, I got no control over my eyes I am looking at all things and what not casting all haram glances all over the place looking at all filth on the phone so if that is the case as mentioned we should never ever pass judgment on somebody's issue because we don't know there can be 101 reasons for something it could be sometimes one person's problem and sometimes somebody else's problem. And it could sometimes be nobody of the two, some third party's problem. That too is unfortunately a problem, a very big problem. That sometimes it's neither of the two, it's a third party's problem. That creates the problem between the spouses. So in any case, the issue is that if this is part of a person's life, that he is not looking after his gaze, he is just blatantly looking at haram, just seeped in looking at filth and evil, then this much is almost, almost a certainty that he's going to have problems in his marriage. Allah Ta'ala save us. There's no, this is not something from any Hadith Sharif. This is on the note of repeated experience of people's discussions. That look, this, is, this looks like an almost automatic effect. It appears like an almost automatic effect. That if this is a problem in a person's life, that is going to be the effect. If this is the fire that's burning, then that's where the heat is going to be felt. And many a person, Alhamdulillah, Thumma Alhamdulillah, when he brought this under control, he said, I don't know what happened and how it happened. Alhamdulillah, everything is going very well. He made Islah of that factor. Allah Ta'ala made Islah of something for him. Man aslaha sariratahu aslahallahu alaniyatahu. This was the first line of advice. The one who will rectify his heart, will bring what is in fact, bring in order what is in his heart, Allah Ta'ala will rectify what is outside for him. His external self for him. So his external self, one is, in terms of his amal will come right also, because it stems from the heart. If his heart is truly concerned for that Islam, Allah will wait open out ways for him to learn how to correct his external self. 
to bring his salah in order, to bring his amal in place, to become more concerned about doing the right things, staying away from sin, so to bring the heart in place. The second line of advice, Man aslaha ma baynahu wa bayna Allah, aslaha ma baynahu wa bayna khalqihi. It's all very much interlinked, but this is expanding the advice. See, the one who corrects his relationship with Allah Ta'ala, Allah will correct the relationship between him and the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. So all mentioned, like what we just discussed just now in the first instance, the same thing, all this links up. He corrected his relationship with Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala rectified the relationship between him and Allah's makhluk. And the third thing, man aslaha amra akhiratihi, aslaha Allahu amra dunya. The one who sorts out his akhirat, meaning he prepares for his akhirat. He's concerned about his qabr, he's concerned about the day of qiyamah, he's concerned about the questions he's going to be asked in the qabr on the day of qiyamah, he's going to be asked about man rabbuk, ma dinuk, and then he's going to be asked about, on the day of qiyamah he's going to be asked, about his life, how he spent his life, how he spent his youth, how he spent, the, how he earned his income and how he spent it. And he's going to be asked about the knowledge that he gained, how he practiced or how much. And all these are the questions of the day of Qiyamah that concern, he's now getting that in order. When he does that, Allah will sort his dunya matters out for him. He's worried about sorting his akhirat out, Allah will sort his dunya out. Everything Allah has controlled. So Islah of starting off from ourselves. This is the first step of An-Nasiha, Ad-Din Al-Nasiha, this element of khulus and Islah. This Islah starting off with Islah of ourselves. Then a person has started off with Nasiha. He's cleaning his heart out of all the dirt and malice and hatred and showing off and riya and ulterior motives, and love of the dunya, love of the ego, the pride, the arrogance, the uncontrolled anger, the uncontrolled lust, and all the other things that take us to so many evils and vices and sins. Now he's bringing that under control, making an effort on his heart. And like when there's a problem in the business, we're calling a consultant, we tried now one, two things, didn't work out, now the person is phoning some friend first who's got more experience, or he's talking to the accountant, or then he's calling a consultant, but he's always, he's taking advice from somewhere. He's asking about how to get it right. He's not taking chances. Not a matter of hit and run. He wants to make sure it works out. So he wants to do the right thing. Something is, something has gone like a little bit shaking in the wind, some roof, or whatever. He's not just doing something on his own. He's calling those who have that knowledge about it. Asking them to please advise what to do. What's the way to sort this out? So everything else we know that we have to go to somebody to ask them, we have to go and take somebody's advice, we have to go and take somebody's direction and guidance because this is not our field. We are going to try to do it our way, Allah forbid, we are thinking we are sorting something out, we will create two more problems. We will be trying to sort one problem out, we will create ten problems. So likewise, in the matter of Islah of ourselves, it is not a hit and run matter. It is not a matter of just taking a chance. It's a matter of taking advice and guidance. It's a matter of asking those who have that experience and knowledge. And Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with many, many such personalities in our communities and in our country. 
where we find our compatibility, we find our heart taking to, we find that munasabat, but then not to be just waiting and wishing it for some time to happen, to take, life is, Allah knows best how much time we have, when that moment suddenly comes, everything will be left behind, now we are still wondering what I did and how much I, I thought I was taking so many things along, now when the eyes open it seems nothing around, what happened to this? See where is the ikhlas in it but? Where is that nasiha in it? This was all devoid of nasiha, it was just outwardly looking very fancy, but inside was all hollow. Now the shock comes, it's too late. Now it is that Allah send me back to the dunya, la'alli a'amalu salihan fima tarakt. Allah send me back, now I will get it right. Now I'll have that nasiha in everything. Kalla innaha kalimatun hiya qailuha wa mi wara'ihim barzakhun ila yawm yub'atun. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Make the care for a few minutes and do'a Allah, 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 Allah,
You protect us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Protect our families, Ya Allah. Protect our progenies till Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Protect the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And all those who are bent on trying to harm Islam and the Muslims, Ya Allah. Those who are trying to, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, bring all kinds of deviation, Ya Allah. Those who are bringing all kinds of corruption, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all this fitna and fasad with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, guide them to Iman and Islam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if deen is not muqaddar for them, Ya Allah. Allah wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge all the difficulties and hardships are due to our own deeds, Ya Allah. It's our sins, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, give us the topic of making our Islam, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us complete Islam and Tazkiyah, Ya Allah. Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with all the noble qualities, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the strength of Iman, Ya Allah. With Yaqeen, Ya Allah. With Taqwa, Ya Allah. With Tawakkul, Ya Allah. With Inabat and Ruju, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill it with Tawazu, Ya Allah. Allah, fill it with true humility, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the love of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the love of the ego from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove all the malice and jealousy, Ya Allah. Remove the pride and arrogance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us all the noble qualities, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen. Make us your true and loyal servants, Ya Allah. Make us the loyal ummatis of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Make us shun the ways of his enemies, Ya Allah. Allah, we have been so disloyal to him, Ya Allah. Allah, we've left out his Mubarak way of life, Ya Allah. And we've embraced the ways of his enemies, Ya Allah. How are we going to face him on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah? How are we going to expect the water of Kawthar from his Mubarak hands, Ya Allah? How are we going to wait for his Shafat and intercession, Ya Allah? But we have abandoned his Mubarak way and embraced the ways of his enemies, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive this major crime of ours, Ya Allah. Enable us to embrace the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, make us abandon the, the ways of his enemies, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them Shifai, Kamila, Ajila, Mustamirra, Daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, whatever difficulties and hardships anybody is experiencing, Allah, out of your grace and mercy, remove it, Ya Allah. Allah, remove all the financial difficulties, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib risk, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, whatever difficulties and hardships, anxiety, depression, worry, sorrow and grief people are experiencing, Allah, out of your grace and mercy, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant the hearts itminan and sukoon, Ya Allah. Allah, fill the hearts with peace and itminan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Sabku ek or nek banaya Allah. Allah, sabku ek or nek banaya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. And all those who have raised their hands with this dua, all who asked us to make dua for them, Allah grant them every khair and barakat, Ya Allah. Grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant them all, fulfill all their pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Our greatest need is to become yours, Ya Allah. Allah, make us yours, Ya Allah. Allah, make us yours, Ya Allah. Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. Allah, you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا تقبل منا 
تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب